You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. You're listening to the E2C Network podcast by Auburn fans for Auburn fans. Brought to you by the Auburn Uniform Database. Visit them at auburnuniforms.com War Eagle Auburn fans and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn cross country and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host Jessica and tonight Kyle and I, my husband, are here to discuss the UAB Blazer Invitational. Why did you say husband that way? Because that's what you are. But, well, that doesn't dictate you saying it that way. I felt like there was a degree of subversion and Well, I mean, in this malice. case, I guess you are my boss, too, for this show, so... Can I get that into the microphone again? I'm the boss? For this show, <laughs> let's be very clear. Oh, not... the powers of being an editor. No, 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 not in real life. So anyway, um, you're my co-host, you're my husband, you're my boss for Tiger Tracks. Um, you're here. We're talking about the UAB Blazer Invitational that happened January 10th. Yes, uh, it is good to be back into indoor track and field season, even though technically it's already began as we addressed in the season preview. Um, it's it's a little weird, you know, like, I feel like we're behind the, the eight ball here. Because but we're not. I, I know. I just It just feels weird that they threw that extra meat in on us. But for one person. I, I know. Joyce Camelli, as we addressed last episode, is just too good that they have to give her extra meats to compete <laughs> in. Thus, why we are a little, it feels like we're a little bit behind, but I'm happy to be talking about it beginning again. And uh, thankfully, as they um, have started here, we've got some interesting things to talk about, even though the football players aren't there anymore. At all? Well, at least that we've seen thus far. I, I mean, don't... there's a lot of people that are not here. Like, Joyce Camelli was not at this meet. The so maybe, maybe, maybe if we continue on this tangent for just a second here, maybe why Joyce Camelli was put into one on for her own before the new year. Uh, an extra meet is because she wasn't going to be competing in this one. Maybe right. that's why. We're going to go with that. I like it. I like that theory. Okay. I'm proud of you. Came up with something. I, I have my you know moments every once in a while. <laughs> so before we get into all of the results, just kind of wanted to throw out some big highlights for the meet. So for the women, we had Natasha Jordan. She won the women's high jump. Maddie Malone placed second in the women's weight throw. And Jen Dietrich placed third in the women's 500 meter. So we had a gold, bronze, gold, silver, bronze. Let's see if I can oh say my goodness, we got the trifecta. <laughs> and we did it across a variety of different things. A jumping event, a throwing event, and a running event. Yeah. The women, are, I mean, pretty good start in my opinion. When you're, Because I think last year there was a lot of dominance by the throwers, especially in indoor. Yes. We didn't see a lot of dominance from the runners, so to speak. So to actually get a placing, and I know, look, our eternal debate is placings versus PRs with you. Correct. But for us to get a gold, bronze, and silver in the first meet of the year is pretty incredible. And it shows that yet again, the women might be pulling the way here for the men to kind of keep up with. Maybe. Well, you want to tell about the men's highlights? So the men's highlights, we had uh, Brandon Smiley. He placed third in the men's 300-meter dash with a time of 34.1 seconds. Christopher Grant, a couple of new names here, mm-hmm. uh, ran a 6.70 in the semifinals of the men's 
60 meter, which made him the 10th fastest performer in school history in the event. And Dontavious Hill, a familiar name, tied for third in the men's high jump, clearing 6 feet 10.75 inches. So, Dontavious Hill is a familiar name. Yes. But with the exodus of names like Noah Igbenak. Mm, you know how many podcasts I've done without messing his name up, and I finally did it. So you messed you it go. up. I'm just—I guess I'm not perfect after all. We all knew that. Well, you know, you are. A, a, what is going on here? <laughs> We're gonna have to have like a therapy session in this podcast. Everybody right knows now. a good therapist. Now, what's what going teasing. on? You, you are extra sassy today. Here I am struggling through Igbenogany, and you're not gonna let me have any slack. Nope. Anyway, I expect perfection on my show. Anyway, uh, Brandon Smiley and Christopher Grant are two new names, and to come on to the stage for Brandon Smiley in, in such a big way is pretty impressive. I fully agree. I'm happy to see him here. So let's get into all of the meet results. So we'll start off with the women. And in the women's 200 meter, we had one competitor. We had Sarah Little, who we are familiar with from last year. She placed 20th out of 22 competitors with a time of 7.88 in the 200 meter. Then the women's 300 meter, which is a very strange distance, but hold, hold whatever. On, hold on, hold on. Have we ever seen a 300 meter like I'm run? I'm sure we have. In the four years we've been doing this, I, we I might have, but I doubt don't it. don't recall. Can you think of any reason why they would run a 300 meter? To really irritate me. Is That's that what why. It is? is this your set, like running on golf courses this type is of situation? Like, Oh, no, I like running on golf courses. What, what is it? What gravel. Is it? Gravel is what you hate. I, I always forget that one. Yeah. It just seems a little odd that, you know, it's, it usually goes up in, you know, 200. 200 meter, 400 meter. Then but th- today we have the 300 meter and the 500 meter because y'all are crazy. But whatever. Just We're blame, here to bl- report it. Blame the people in Birmingham. That's all I got to say. Literally. I mean, they are technically connected to the University of Alabama. Well, yeah, because so. they're the University of Alabama at Birmingham. So, so yeah. effectively, we can blame Alabama like we do for most oh, everything. I do. Anyway, I just wanted to point that out there. So we had a lot of athletes compete in the women's 300. I just, we're just going to report on the top three finishers for Auburn. So we had Destiny Charles. She ran a time of 39.44 seconds and finished seventh out of 47 competitors, which is a big deal. Um, Myra Mack ran a time of 39.47, so very close, finished eighth. And Tyler Colbert, she ran a time of 39.78 and finished 13th. So very, very close times for all three of our top Auburn ladies for so that event. Two familiar names there in Tyler and Myra and a new name in Destiny Charles. Yeah. So what I'm seeing here is maybe some, I don't necessarily know if Destiny is an underclassman or if she's just a transfer in, but we're already seeing a couple of new names here pop up and kind of make a little bit of noise, yeah. all right, which is nice. You know, I, I do like seeing people who've been here for a while continue to develop and get mm-hmm. better and better, but it is a nice surprise sometimes when you see that they brought in some new talent to maybe help push the envelope a little bit in some areas. I agree. We'll we keep moving on in the women's 500 meter. Jennifer Dietrich uh, finished with a time of 1 minute 16.4 seconds, which got her third overall out of 29 competitors in that event. And then we'll double it up for the women's 1,000 meter. Two runners to talk about here is Sarah Pacer. She had a time of 3 minutes 13.8 seconds. Uh, for a 22nd place out of 26. And then Lindsey Grainer was right behind her with 3 minutes, 31.3 seconds with a placement of 24 out of 26. So 
Not a lot of exciting things besides Jennifer's placement there to talk about. Hopefully Sarah and Lindsay can do a little bit better in pre- next week. Well, and not even that, but hopefully they won't have to run such a stupid event. Maybe they can run the 800 meter, which is actually in the Olympics. There has to be a reason why. There probably is, but it's dumb. Is it? It's got to be facilities is probably what it is. Or, I, I don't know. Or maybe some donor said, I'll give you $10 million if you run stupid races. Oh, dang. Okay, keep going then. Okay, so for the women's 60-meter hurdles, we have Natasha Jordan, competed in prelims, obviously made it to finals, and finished fifth out of eight competitors in finals with a time of 2 minutes, 24 seconds flat. Then for the women's high jump, we also had Natasha Jordan. This is where we talked about her placing first. She jumped 1.77 meters, which was, what do we say that was, five foot nine and a half? You're asking me to do math do you even want me to try to do that five foot nine point seven five okay i'm glad inches? you did, i'm glad you did the conversions ahead of time because that that right there wasn't going to happen okay. there, there are many things i do well in life but math and conversions is not one of them math is not one of them so the other auburn competitor for high jump was caroline lawrence and she finished sixth out of 19 competitors with a jump of 1.69 meters and let's uh, do a reminder for folks natasha jordan is typically one of our athlon athletes, as I like to call them, that she competes in the multiple events, whether that be the heptathlon, the pentathlon, whatever kind of athlon it'll be. So it's not surprising to see her competing in multiple of these events here, and not just multiple, but winning right. uh, one of them and, and doing very well in another one. So it's a good start to her year overall. We'll move on to the women's long jump, two competitors to talk about, Sarah Little she got a jump of 5.32 meters for a 12th place finish out of 31. And Kiara McCarl, another new name, 4.96 meters, 24th place out of 31. For the women's shot put, and this is where we get into the throwing events, which you know I love to throw. <laughs> Your favorites. I, just, I love to throw things. Who doesn't love to throw things? It's true. It's, a, it's just a giant ball you just toss as far as you can. Anyway, uh, Tori McKinley uh, finished 6th out of 31 with a throw of 15.30 uh, meters. I'm going to try my best to get this name here, Jessica. Don't laugh at me too hard. Mara Huwalt, is that how you would say that? Mara Huwalt with a throw of 14.07 meters, 11th place out of 31. And Jocelyn Budwig, 13.71 meters um, and a placement of 12 out of those 31 competitors. So the last women's event was the women's weight throw. We had Maddie Malone, and we've already talked about her, but she had a throw of 21.33 meters, which gave her a second place finish out of 28 competitors. Then we had Jocelyn Budwig again with a throw of 16.52 meters and an 11th place finish, followed by Mara Huwalt. You did better. We both are struggling with that. Yeah, but you did a lot better than I did. (laughs) 14.85 meters and a 19th place finish. So that was all of the women's events. A um, little disappointed that we didn't have enough competitors for any of the relays, but I'm hopeful as the season progresses, we will get to see that. Well, and as we saw, and I know we can only compare so much with cross country, they slowly work their way into, and you do this in other sports too, you slowly work your way into more competitive games, meets, matches, whatever type of event you're competing in. Uh, they, they, they start off usually with a somewhat easy competition and get a little bit harder along the way. Uh, not just I'm not, I'm not yes, saying yes, but you still have to have the athletes to compete. In you the do, and I, and I think that maybe necessarily here where you're seeing such limited events, maybe the case is these are some people that need a little extra work in terms of getting ready for the season, uh, or these are new. These are a lot of new faces, getting them some extra time to convince, uh, com- 
compete in a few things here. Something else I noticed, obviously familiar names, is Tori and Maddie Malone, but Jocelyn Budwig keeps yep. popping up in there with two of our best throwers, so it's yep. very interesting. Absolutely. So moving on to the men, we had the men's 60 meter. So we had Christopher Grant. He had a time of 6.7, which we discussed, um, placed second out of 22. And then Jason Reese with a time of 6.98 finished 18th out of 22. All right, we'll move on to the men's 300 meter. Brandon Smiley, we've already talked about him with that third place finish out of 37 competitors. Quite a few in this one in the 300 meters uh, with a time of 34.1. And then Nathaniel McRae, another new name, 35.63 seconds and his run on the 300 meter for a placement of 20 out of 37 for the, man, so many weird meter runs in this. Stupid, (laughs) stupid, stupid. She's really upset about this one. The men's 500 meter, Malik Metiver, was that was that how you would say that? Metiver, Metiver. Anyway, Metiver, Metiver. I don't know. Say it fast. Keep Malik Metiver. One minute <laughs> and six point two seconds. He finishes eleventh out of twenty eight. Okay, so moving on to the men's six hundred meter, which is an interesting event, but whatever. We had Ryan Lee with a time of one minute twenty three point seven seconds and a fifteenth out of nineteenth place finish. Then moving on to the men's 1,000 meter, we have Jack Rogers with a time of 2 minutes, 32.5 seconds, ninth place out of 22 individuals finish, and Tommy McDonough finished right behind him, 2 minutes, 32.9 seconds, and a 10th place finish. Names we're very familiar with from cross country here, so it's nice to actually get to talk about them a little bit more this season. Absolutely. I look forward to seeing them in some of the longer distance races, you know, the 5,000 and... Um, even the 10,000 on the outdoor track. Well, if you look how they've placed here in these, again, this is a preliminary event or, or just the, the first uh, meet of the season and probably not the best competition world, but they're finishing in the upper half of yeah. this already. So that's probably a good a sign that they might compete a little bit more this year. Next, we'll talk about the men's 60 meter hurdles. Two competitors, Craig Clark, 8.37 seconds, finishing 11th out of 21. And then David Edmondson finishing a little bit behind him with 9.14 seconds, uh, 19th place finish out of 21 for him. And then our very familiar name, we've already mentioned him, Dontavious Hill, doing some big things in the jumping events, the men's high jump, with a 2.1 meter jump, finishing with that bronze medal. Also, wow, what's with the difficult names this year? Jonathan Squadrito? Good job. I actually love that name. Jonathan, you are the man Squadrito. This like squad goals kind of memes are popping in my head right now that I want to probably be- if he ever gets married, that'll be their hashtag squad goals. Squad Oh man, that's so good, Jessica. Yeah. That's like one of the most creative things that you've ever come up with, right? Actually now. you said it first. I just said but this I didn't would be even a think about hashtag. the wedding the wedding hashtag thing's amazing. Yeah. So you only get that hard hitting analysis for track and field right here. From here. <laughs> right. Yes. Jonathan Squadrito and the high jump. Uh, got a 1.85 meter jump, uh, finishing 11th out of 11. That was a bit of a downer, though. <laughs> Talking big about him, and then obviously 11th out of 11. But he competed. He did compete. That's what we care Much about. Much more than we did. Yes. So moving on to the men's pole vault, we are familiar with James Corson from the last few seasons. He placed first out of three competitors with a jump of 4.7 meters. Then moving on to the men's long jump. We had David Edmondson again with a jump of 6.04 meters and 16th out of 18 place finish. I'll finish out the rest of the events for us. We have the men's triple jump, Khalil Hassan, representing us there with a jump of 14.3 meters. He finishes 6th out of 10. Uh, The men's shot put, Evan Blair, 
14.70 meter throw for him. Finishes 8th out of 16th. And then two competitors in the men's weight toss with Eric Ebel with being the first one there. 14.01 meter toss, finishing 4th out of 21. So close. Yes. So close. So very close. Kyle Brown, a new name. I like the name, Kyle. <laughs> 17.62 meters. He finishes sixth out of 21. So those two are very close together yeah. there. And with Eric being very close to getting in that top three position there, good starts for them on the I was going to say, and I'm excited that they can train with each other. Yeah. I think that's awesome. So here's what I take away, Jess. Will you take me if you tell me if you take anything else away? I think okay. the throwers are obviously going to lead us this year. I agree. I think we'll probably have some interesting things to talk about in the distance running categories. And maybe we'll have some surprises in the speed runs, such as the hurdles, the yeah. 50 meters, 100 meters. Uh, you know, I, I definitely think, though, the throwers are going to lead the way again. Well, I agree with you. But, you know, I am most excited to see what James Corson can do in the pole vault. I think this is his final season. There's not a lot of pole vaulters out there, honestly. So, and it's one of my favorite events to watch because it is just incredible watching them. I will raise you one pole vaulter and do another, Natasha Jordan. I believe she has that part of her athlon. In the athlons, yep. I wonder if we'll see her do some big things in that so. area as well. So pole vault's another area that we think you sh- should watch. Last question for you, though. Conundrum. Is pole vault a running or a jumping event? Jumping. But they run to jump. so Just like long jump, you run to jump, but it's still a jumping event. I think in the long jump, you could say maybe... You know, if you take less than 20 steps, it's not a running event. I think they take more than 20. Have you seen how far they run with that pole vault? Okay, pole vault, yes, but not long jump. Okay, true. We'll, we'll, we'll table I, I, it's that. It's literally called jumps. I don't know. Pole we'll, vault would be a... No, pole vault has to be because it's in the field section of track and field. It's not a... No, you can't run down the track with a pole. I have opened up a world of like confusion. You're wrong. <laughs> I've made you question some You things. are, but you're wrong. Okay, so anyway, Kyle... If people agree with you and think that pole vault is a running event, where can they discuss that with you, even though you're wrong, like Donkey Kong? They can find me on Twitter at TigerEye24. And if you agree with me that pole vaulting is literally a vault, which would be a track event, um, you can find me on Twitter at JessicaLoomisRN. So that's all we've got for tonight. However, we will be back next week to discuss the Vanderbilt Invitational, which is obviously in Nashville. And that'll be January 17th and 18th. So until then, War Eagle. War Eagle. Before you get out of here, we want to remind you of a couple of things. Head over to E2Cnetwork.com, our website where you can find everything that you'll ever need from us, podcasts, blogs, and even ways to help support the show. If you want to find individual episodes, you can download all of these on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Google Play. So until we see you again, I want to remind you of one thing that here at the network, we believe in Auburn and love it. The only question remains, do you?